Hi, I'm Andy Kindler, and you're listening to PF's Tape Recorder. This is my tape recorder. Coming up, there's more to Henry Phillips than just funny songs. But I also have always been really into making fun of things in general. You know, like if I see something, I kind of go, uh, you know, it'd be funny to do a funny version of that. We'll hear more from Henry in just a little bit. We also have an extended remix of I Thought It Was Funny. But first, as always, fake news. Now, fake news with me. An able drone aircraft crashed on Maryland's eastern shore on Monday without injuries to property or damage on the ground, officials said. The 44-foot plane on a routine training flight crashed around noon near Bloodsworth Island across the Chesapeake Bay from Pawtuxet River Naval Air Station, according to Jamie Cosgrove, a spokesman for the Unmanned Aviation and Strike Weapons Program. Local television stations showed footage of citizens dancing on and around the wreckage waving Maryland flags. I don't know if you saw this, but they actually trucked that thing back to the airbase, and it kind of looked like a UFO, and people were all like, oh, how funny, it looks like a UFO, oh, isn't that great? But people actually think it's a UFO that they've captured. It's kind of cool. Um, maybe we'll do more on that next week. A homeless man is $77,000 richer after being awarded the cash and gold coins he stumbled upon in a Texas park earlier this year. Timothy Yost, 46, reportedly discovered the loot in January while going to wash his feet in the Colorado River. Radio talk show host Rush Limbaugh said, Yo should give it to someone rich because the rich know what to do with the money. It will then in turn trickle down back to him. It's a win-win. Rush didn't say that. Oh, you know what? Rush might have said that, actually. I didn't listen to the show. It wouldn't surprise me if he did. American mountain lions are recolonizing parts of the United States where they haven't been seen for more than 100 years thanks to a rebounding population in the West, a new study says. Many are settling in the Midwest according to a new scientific study because mountain lions prefer the cooler climate, less rugged terrain, and slower out-of-shape people. It hasn't even been many years since Adam Sandler tortured audiences with Jack and Jill, but he's back with That's My Boy, which got one out of four stars from USA Today, who also described it as a stinker. Yeah, when is he going to make another great film like, um... Well, there was, um, 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 and a wedding singer was okay. Victoria Jean Harris sat down around noon Wednesday to eat a freshly grilled ham and cheese sandwich with her fiancé when she decided to warm up a plate of her favorite canned ravioli. But instead of saucy goodness, the 48-year-old Miami woman found a a crunchy mouthful of what she described as a hairy-legged spider tucked into a pocket of the pasta. Ew. Chef Boyardee was quick to announce that Mrs. Hera was the lucky winner in their sweepstake that is tied to the new Spider-Man movie. Yemen says government troops have killed 40 militants in a push to rout al-Qaeda fighters from the last town under militant control in southern Abiyan province. The operation was carried out by the country's special forces paratrooper unit known as the Yumpin Yemenis. I've got another one. Here, let me go from the top. Yemen says government troops have killed 40 militants in a push to rout al-Qaeda fighters from the last town under militant control in the southern Abiyan province. The government troops determined the, who the al-Qaeda fighters were by yelling to them, Are you friend or are you a Yemeni? It doesn't really make sense, but it sounded funny. A coalition of nearly 150 religious leaders led by uh, conservative Protestants have petitioned the Obama administration to broaden the exemption that allows churches and some religious organizations to avoid a controversial new mandate that all health care insurers provide free contraception coverage. The group wants to restrict access to birth control pills, condoms, and the music of Barry White. And that's been Fake News with me.
Uh, this bit started out as another installment of I Thought It Was Funny. You know, that's the bit where we uh, take something, a current event, and it only really has one joke to it. And uh, and maybe it's not really right for fake news, and so I, you know, play it and then have one joke for it. Well, uh, this one, actually, as I worked on it, I discovered uh, there's way more laughs in it than I thought it was funny. So, uh, anyway, it comes from a political ad being run by Carl Rove's Crossroads Organization. Uh, you may have seen it. A lady is watching her kids play basketball in the driveway, but then she advances in age, and the kids are all of a sudden grown, and the music turns ominous. And, well, here, have a listen if you haven't uh, heard it already. I always loved watching the kids play basketball. I still do, even though things have changed. It's funny, they can't find jobs to get their career started. To borrow a joke from Beavis and Butthead, that doesn't sound very funny. I'm sorry, here's the rest. And I can't afford to retire. And now we're all living together again. I supported President Obama because he spoke so beautifully. He promised change, but things changed for the worse. Obama started spending like our credit cards have no limit. His healthcare law made health insurance even more expensive. We've had stimulus and bailouts. Obama added almost $16,000 in debt for every American. How will my kids pay that off when they can't even find jobs? Now Obama wants more spending in taxes. That won't fix things. I had so many hopes. Cutting taxes and debt and creating jobs. That's the change we need. Tell President Obama to cut the job-killing debt and support the New Majority Agenda at newmajorityagenda.org. Now here's my favorite part. I supported President Obama because he spoke so beautifully. Not sure what they're trying to say exactly. Now, it can't be that they're giving props to the socialist Muslim guy in the White House. Uh, I think they're saying, okay, yeah, he talks pretty. And even though the other guy, the guy we want you to vote for, and, but won't mention by name because it's killing us that he's the guy, even though he says crap like, I like being able to fire people who provide services to me. And I'm not concerned about the very poor. We have a safety net there. If it needs a repair, I'll fix and I know what it's like to, to worry whether you're going to get fired. There were a couple of times I wondered whether I was going to get a pink slip. Believe us, he'll do a way better job. <laughs> I thought it was funny. Okay, now the extended remix version. I love this Romneyism. I know what it's like to, to worry whether you're going to get fired. There were a couple of times I wondered whether I was going to get a pink slip. Yeah, he was worried he was going to get a pink slip. Yeah, but then I remembered I was worth $250 million, which at the median household income of $44,000 would only last me 5,632 years. <laughs> oh, golly, good times. Anyway, I find this ad weird because it does not mention Governor Romney by name, of course. It urges you to tell the president to cut spending. Now, I think I have a beat on this, though. Uh, now, they have the crazy nitwit vote sewn up, thanks largely to this guy. I was a really good student at the best school. I'm not like a smart guy, okay? They make these birthers into the worst idiots. Why doesn't he show his birth certificate? I oh, no, wait, there's more. That was from last year, but he's still going here. Well, I think that it's more likely that he wasn't born here. Okay, so the job of this ad, I guess, is to get people, namely swing voters, to think about the deficit and spending because they know the birther and socialism thing is all rubbish. Tell President Obama to cut the job-killing debt and support the new majority agenda at newmajorityagenda.org. It's almost like they're saying, do as we say and nobody gets hurt, except the poor, the middle class, students, and the elderly. Oh, and cops, teachers, and firemen. <laughs> okay, well, uh, I thought it was funny. <laughs> Extended remix. Henry Phillips is a stand-up comedian who's 
best known for his singer-songwriter persona in which he sort of makes fun of that genre of music through original funny songs, but uh, that's only half the story with Henry Phillips. He does uh, proper stand-up as well as the funny songs. And uh, here now is our interview with Henry Phillips. Okay, joining us on PS Tape Recorder, it's Henry Phillips. Henry, how you doing? Hey, doing pretty good. Cool. Yeah. Um, based out in Los Angeles now, or are you uh, still in St. Louis? Yeah, I'm originally from Los. I'm from Los Angeles. Oh, okay. And uh, yeah, so this is where I grew up, and um, still live here after all these years. And oh, yeah. uh, but you know, I, I travel, you know, at least a couple of times a month for comedy. I uh, I pegged so, you as a St. Louis guy, I guess, probably because you're of well, your work with Greg Warren. I just figured. Uh, Oh from, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Greg and I met actually in Cincinnati. Oh, how about that? Um, yeah, I think we actually met at the Go Bananas uh, Club where I'm going to be next week. So. Oh, there you go. We did a few gigs there. And, okay. Um, but yeah, yeah, he's a good friend. He's great. Yeah, uh, Greg worked in Cincinnati for a while, even though he's from St. Louis, and then uh, took up comedy here, and then moved to Houston, and went on into comedy. Um. As far as you go, I, yeah. I kind of remember your story, but for the benefit of our listeners, um, you started sure. out as a serious musician, correct? And then kind of worked your way into comedy? Is that, am I remembering that? Yeah, mu- music is, yeah, that's correct. Music has always been my uh, passion, you know, like when I was a kid, I always wanted to be in you know, rock bands. And, and then later I got more into this sort of singer-songwriter stuff. But I also have always been really into um, making fun of things in general you know like if i see something i kind of go uh you know it'd be funny to do a funny version of that you know and yeah, i've always yeah. been a big fan of comedy as well so for a little while i was just seeing so much of the singer songwriter stuff where people were just wearing their heart out on their sleeves and doing this uh, really over serious kind of um personal music and i thought well i want to do kind of my own version of that and i started doing it in the clubs and coffee houses and it was working out really well and um, so it just all started there. So who were your and, comedy um, influences growing up then? I mean, you, you were a comedy fan, I guess, uh, all yeah, that time. Yeah, yeah. Oh, who were my comedy influences? Yeah. Like, uh, like I was always a big fan of Deep Thoughts, you know, in Saturday oh, yeah, Night yeah. Live, you know, where um, they would, you know, it was presented in such a funny, serious kind of uh way and you knew exactly the kind of stuff that he was making fun of yeah um but the, but the humor was really dark and the guy doing the humor was completely clueless about the about it which i like i always like that better than a guy telling jokes i like it when it's somebody that is presenting themselves to be innocent in the situation but it just happens to be hilarious ah. um sort of like yeah, that so like deep thoughts was always funny I liked Stephen Wright a lot. Um, I liked uh, George Carlin, which kind of contradicts what I was saying, but he, he was a great observational comic. And, you know, there's really no um, rules, I guess, as long as something something makes you laugh, you know. But I've always definitely been gravitated a little bit more towards satire and uh, the drier kind of stuff. So when did you... More self-deprecating stuff, too. So when did you decide to move from singer-songwriting to more singer-songwriter uh, comic? Oh, that was probably uh, about 94. Yeah, when I had kind of, I, I just kind of realized that the music business was a very difficult thing 
to break into. And um, I don't know, it just seems like, uh, it seemed to me that uh, comedy was something that when I did it, people really enjoyed it and what they would ask me. You know, where are you performing? Do you have a CD? Or do you, you know, do you have more material like this? Where can I see you next? And I was like, well, I've never had anybody say that about <laughs> my music. So um, maybe I'll run with this for a while. Yeah, I started getting radio airplay, and I got a record deal, and then started going on the road as a comedian. So it all really happened there. You know, for five years or so, I was just doing it in LA and building up a repertoire. And then in '99, I started going out uh, to comedy clubs. So as far as coming up with material, I assume it's pretty similar to uh, a stand-up where you, you find something that's you know strikes you funny, and then you have to build a song around it. But um, yeah. So, but it's not, not unlike say a, a Jim Gaffigan who can do you know like five six minutes on a certain topic, then move on. It kind of kind of fits that construct, except it's uh, it's uh, it's catchy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, and I, I should say that music is really probably only about half of what I'm doing up there. I'm also doing stand-up as well. So well, how do you divide, you know, up deciding something is, uh, you know, a, a good stand-up bit versus a song? Do you ever, like, start working on a song and thinking, you know what, this actually probably work better as a straight stand-up bit? Or vice versa, do you get come up with a couple of jokes and think, hey, this guy, I could probably, you know, expand this out and comment on more things on this subject? Yeah, I think the songs just kind of like uh, are mostly making fun of particular songs that actually exist out there, you know. That's always been my favorite, you know. If there's, um, you know, like there's songs like uh, I Am, I Said, from the old Diamond, which is very introspective, and it talks about New York versus L.A. and stuff like that. So I was, that's a song where I'm like, oh, i got to do a funny version of that song or whatever. Or like Billy Joel has, uh, she's always a woman to me, where it's, uh, a song about how she, you know, lies and steals and does all these awful things, but she's always a woman to me. Yeah. And so I was thinking, like, well, wouldn't that be funny if it was somebody singing about a, his girl, which is the opposite. She's done nothing. She's had, had a really great upbringing and, you know, gotten a lot of love for her family, but for some reason she's a bitch. Huh. And uh, so that, that, you know, so the song sort of comes out of listening to other songs again and making fun of them. The same way that Deep Thoughts is probably making is usually making fun of real quotes yeah. that you would see in like quotation books and stuff. So the, the um, but yeah, stand up is usually just comes from just observations that you have, or maybe uh, sometimes in the earlier days I would see a guy do a song and then in the intro for it he would tell some story and make it sound like this was something that we would all relate to. But <laughs> you're just going, wow, dude, that's just you, dude. <laughs> Nobody does that, you know, whatever it is. Uh, has the uh, current crop of singer-songwriters that have uh, kind of been on the charts lately, has that kind of helped you a little bit in, as far as giving you more stuff to make fun of, your, uh, a Jason Mraz, a Colby Calais, the, and those people? Um, yeah, I mean, uh, I, the stuff that I always liked making fun of was more that kind of 70s era of really syrupy singer-songwriter types, you know, like, Sort of James Taylor, Cat Stevens, um, okay. Neil Diamond, and I like all that stuff. You know, John Denver's another one. Um, I like all that stuff. It's sort of a guilty pleasure listening to it, but at the same time, sometimes it's just screaming to be made fun of. I mean, if you look at the the degree to which um, these people really took themselves seriously, in yeah. you know, 
the same way that you make fun of movies that you know that did that in in this you know really overly romantic era you know of film or whatever you know it's just sort of asking itself to be made fun of. Do you ever feel like uh, taking a stab at uh, other kinds of music, like uh, dance music or you know, maybe uh, 80s era hair rock or uh, things yeah. like that? I have a little bit, um, and so, sometimes those types of songs uh, come out more as uh, studio cuts on my albums because you can't really pull them off live, you know, because yeah. part of the, the joke is the production of it. Then right then all you can really do is just that sort of guitar and vocal singer-songwriter thing or piano or whatever. Um, but yeah, so I have, you know, I have four albums out there and they all have a bunch of, uh, you know, like I have a song called She's Talking Again, which is sort of like uh, inspired by the 90s kind of grunge, you know, like okay. Nirvana and Offspring and stuff. And it's like, there's a lot of anger there. But the anger is just from a girl who keeps on talking and never stops. And so it's sort of like, a, you know. And then recently I did a video for it that's called He's Talking Again, which was reversing the roles. Uh, I tried to write a song parody of, um, I tried to write a song parody of uh, the Kelly Clarkson song, I Don't Put Out. It was called I Don't Shut Up. Oh, yeah. It, was, it sounded like it was the same thing. <laughs> but I found out that when I was going to print up the lyrics, none of it rhymes. And of course, the, the people I write these for, the American Comedy Network, which is a outfit out in Boston that, um, or not Boston, Connecticut, that, you know, sells these radio stations, you know, they want everything to be able to rhyme, you know, because, and I understand mm. that, but not a single word in that song rhymes. I'm like, how do they get away with this? What, with the Kelly Clarkson song? Yeah, there's absolutely nothing rhymes it in it. So. Rhyme. Yeah, so I, just, I was just, I gave up about the first, I mean, it has those little words that sort of rhyme, but then you're kind of like, ah, oh, this is rubbish, I can't do this, so. Yeah, well, I guess if they're doing the same, um, if, as long as if you're doing a parody, as long as you're using the same meter or whatever and the melody, rhyme, yeah, or lack of rhyme scheme that they're doing, then, yeah. then it would be true to whatever it is. But um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I I've kind of gone away from having my songs rhyme lately in the last couple of years because you expect a song to rhyme. Yeah, and when in when in comedy, when you're doing things that people, everything's landing exactly where you would expect it, then you're not really doing your job. And so, to me, it's funnier to all of a sudden just clobber somebody over the head with a completely different thing that, that they thought was coming. You know. Yeah. Um, now you uh, I, like I yeah, I don't know. Uh, I'm trying to think of an example. In my end of the world song, I, nothing really rhymes, and I like that. You know, it's fun to like try to have it rhyme a little bit in the beginning, and then start moving away from yeah, it. Mr. But that's a good example of how comedy in general has changed. It's like we're always seeking new ways to to go to a place that the audience doesn't already see us going. Um, you were on a Jimmy Doris podcast uh, a couple of months ago, and uh, you had a, a yeah. great song, uh, "Oops and Move On." Is that the that the correct title? Oh, yeah, thanks. That's a, that's a newer song. And that was supposed to be one of those studio cuts that I don't really do live, but some, oh. for some reason it's working live. I guess it's because it just has a lot of kind of um, references that are, uh, you know, topical. But, um, yeah, it's... Um, that, yeah, that one's really kind of growing on me a little bit. I like that one. Yeah, he's, he's played it before at the beginning of his show, and I, I really like it. So that is available for purchase. 
Yeah, that one's on oh, iTunes. Cool. All right, awesome. All right. Yeah, well, uh, if, and, um, if it's okay with you, well, I, I think I'll probably play it. on Spotify also. I would think. Okay, and uh, Amazon and all the usual places. And if it's okay with you, I'd, I'll, yeah. I'd like to play it after the interview. I, I need to technically get permission Absolutely. to play it on a podcast. Um, so, so you've been to Cincinnati uh, a lot. I just did this big cover story about the Cincinnati comedy scene, but I'll ask you uh, posthumously, since the article's already in bed, as they say. Uh, as a guy that does tour the country quite a bit, how would you assess the Cincinnati comedy scene? Um, oh, it's great. Well, the uh, Go Bananas is, is known as, I mean, if you ask uh, comedians from all over the country, they'll tell you that it's, it's one of everybody's favorite clubs to perform at. It's something about the audiences are always great and the room's cool and everybody that works there is cool. And it's like, I don't necessarily say that about every place, but uh, I'm lucky to be able to, to play there because it's just such a great, um, great place. And also, they have a reputation. So even if you talk to people, I think I was just talking to somebody the other night who's like in the entertainment industry out here in LA who's probably never even been there, but has definitely heard about it because, you know, the word travels. But So I'm yeah. excited to go back there. Yeah, and there's a lot. There's a history of great comics. Um, I believe Jeff Tate's still there, uh, yes. who's uh, an amazing comic, and he's doing really well. And then, yeah, we were talking about Greg Warren and there's, like, Drew Hastings. And oh, forgot about Drew. Yeah. Josh uh, yep. Um, yeah. Yeah, Ryan Singer, who's out in Los Angeles now. He features for Mark Maron a lot. Um, yeah, 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 I know Ryan really well. I don't know why I always thought he was Dayton, but... Um, he's Dayton, but he's, I guess he started at Go Bananas. He came down to do... Because I guess he didn't want anybody to know he was doing comedy or something, so instead of playing one of the rooms up there, which at the time they had uh, the two, uh, he decided to come down yeah. to Go Bananas instead and do open mics, and uh, it worked out for him, apparently. So, oh, yeah, cool. we, we consider him yeah, a Cincinnati no, guy. I, I see him around here all the time. Yeah, yeah. he's a great guy. Yep. All right. Well, uh, thanks for taking the time today, uh, Henry. Really appreciate it. Um, Absolutely. So you go by PF? Yep. That's me. So uh, I'm, I'm well, friendly. Great, man. Um, yeah. No, I'm, I'm looking very forward to it. Overall, I guess that's that's my parting message is that it really is uh, one of my favorite weeks out of the year, and I always look forward to it. Cool. All right. Well, we'll get you a good crowd in there, hopefully, and uh, folks always enjoy uh, your stylings, I know. Uh, you're always mentioned favorably in the comedy community. You're, uh, I guess you're kind of one of those uh, comics comics that people like to go see when they're not, you know, doing their own jokes and stuff. I've heard that, and yeah. that's that's really cool. I like that. Yeah, that's a good, that's a good place to be. <laughs> All right, man. Great. All right, well, uh, good luck All right, the rest man. of the way, and uh, we'll talk to you soon. All right, thanks a lot. Thanks, Henry. again to Henry Phillips for being on the podcast. You can find all thing Henry Phillips at henryphillips.com. And Phillips has two L's if that sometimes confuses you, like it does me. And as always, we will have all the links you need at pfradio.podbean.com if you're listening to this any other way than through Podbean. Now, as promised, we're going to play uh, that uh, song by Henry called Oops. And uh, as he was saying, I guess that this was just kind of like an album track. It wasn't really one of his uh, quote-unquote singles, but uh, Jimmy Dore played it on his show, and it's really funny. But Jimmy Dore only played the radio edit. It is actually longer than two minutes, and uh, that's all I'm going to tell you because I don't want to spoil any surprise for you. But uh, here is Oops by Henry Phillips. Enjoy. It's funny.
sometimes we all make mistakes and sometimes we catch the real tough breaks but here's a trick that I've been working on just say oops and move on ran out of gas maybe you stepped on broken glass or spilled a hundred million gallons of oil and screwed up the earth. Don't you get morose? Take a weekend yacht trip off the English coast, cause it's all good. Don't let the little people spoil your fun. Just say oops and move on. Or maybe you're a movie star. And you end up at a bar Next thing you know you're getting blackout drunk And saying stuff about Jews Don't you even sweat it Have a gin and tonic and just try to forget it Cause who cares? You know the press can be a bitch sometimes So just say oops and move on you know there's nothing else to do Besides there might be someone chasing you Cause you sold a bunch of worthless stocks For 20 billion bucks Just say oops Oh there's nothing to it Even the richest banks in the world Know how to do it when they Say that they're too big to fail and then foreclose your house, just say oops. Let's say you try to make a 40-minute CD that only comes out to 33. And so you tack a little song at the end that won't make sense in about two years. It'll be okay. Chances are nobody's gonna listen anyway, cause you know that life can be a bitch sometimes Just say oops and move on
by Henry Phillips. I told you it was funny, didn't I? I didn't lie. All right, just enough time to tell you uh, at the end of this jam-packed show that the PFT Recorder logo is designed by Dan Coble. Follow him at Tigerdactyl on Twitter. PFT Recorder music composed by John Veropoulos with a little help from me. Performed by Doug O'Connor and John Veropoulos with a little help from me. Like us on Facebook. Follow me on Twitter at PF66. Uh, all things uh, relating to this podcast will be on the pfradio.podbean.com page so you can find all the appropriate links related to the show. The big music episode that everyone is actually uh, really responding to is coming up. We're going to have actually two of them, July 15th and July 22nd. All music, no stupid bits, uh, no fake news, no me being dumb, doing bad impressions. It'll be all music from all of the friends that we've had on the podcast so far uh, in our that'll be like our 50th and 51st episodes I think. But anyway, I'm running over so, so long and thanks for listening. (laughs) 